630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Ladies and gentlemen, you beautiful human beings. I'm in my basement. Notice I said my basement, not my parents' basement. What do you think I am, some blogger? No, I'm joking. I love the bloggers. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. How are things going? Man, going to get hot again. Certainly cooler today, but as you heard David Bowles with the forecast, things are going to be heating up again. Not quite like last week when everybody was melting. I think I'm still feeling the effects from those incredible temperatures. Hope you're doing well. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chad. We have a lot to talk about tonight, mostly hockey, as there are some Oilers storylines that are developing i guess the oilers storyline is is it even a story yet at this point is it still kind of a what if i suppose it's a story but it and it's also a what if but of course we will talk about duncan keith and i'm really eager to get your feedback tonight we haven't had a lot of editions of inside sports lately because we've been preempted by the hockey games and of course we are on tomorrow because the canadians stretched it to game five so i'll have the face-off show at 5 30 the play-by-play will start just after six and then we'll have an edition of overtime open line which will feature either talking about the tampa bay lightning getting the stanley cup for the second straight year or the canadians staying alive again I will say this, and look, still huge advantage Tampa Bay in the series. They're up 3-1. They're defending champs. They got a great roster. They got a great goaltender who can match Montreal's great goaltender or exceed Montreal's great goaltender. But I will say this so far in the series, Montreal's great goaltender has not stolen a game. I did just something, you call it, you know, the old Wilkie intuition or whatever. Something tells me Carey Price is going to steal the game tomorrow and that there's going to be a game in Montreal on Friday. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not one for predictions. When I am, they're usually incredibly poor and inaccurate. But just something tells me tomorrow that uh, Price has some magic in him and that the Canadians aren't done yet. How many times have we said that about the Canadians in the last couple of months? They aren't done yet. They should get T-shirts made. Somebody should get a Canadians jersey with uh, the number 21 on the back and the name bar would just say, we aren't done yet. They keep fighting on. We'll uh, touch base with Chris Morris as well, head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears football team, as they have taken a couple steps to uh, honor Tom Wilkinson, former coach of the Golden Bears uh, football team. So Chris will enlighten us on that. And uh, look, I mean, we're going to be playing university football here in a couple of months. So we'll look ahead to that as well. And speaking of Duncan Keith, well, well, I want to get some of my own thoughts here. And and again, I'm happy to hear from you this evening. Ben Pope is going to join us a little bit later on. He's the beat reporter for the Chicago Blackhawks for the Chicago Sun-Times. And uh, he watched Duncan Keith play every game this season, uh, unlike me and probably unlike most of you. So he'll give us some interesting perspective there. Here's how you can reach out. First of all, you can follow me on Twitter at Reid Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. You can email insidesports at 630ched.com. And the number that most people use to communicate with the program is 780-496-0063. You can text it. And if you're using it as a phone number, you're giving us a ring on the hotline presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials pro all the way. It, uh, it is a testament to the passion for Oilers hockey in this part of the world that the uh, mere speculation of acquiring a player from another team 
has uh, many of you in an uproar and has shows like this uh, uh, featuring a lot of debate on the topic. Been listening to Stoff for the last couple of days, and it is uh, almost all Duncan Keith all the time. Maybe it just seems that way. It seems like most of the, the passionate comments are surrounding Duncan Keith, who, like, let's, let's put it this way. First of all, it is 2021. We're a fifth of the way into the 21st century. Is Duncan Keith the greatest defenseman this century? He'd have to be, wouldn't he? He's certainly the the greatest defenseman of the last 10 years. Uh, and, and, he, and it seems like he'd be pretty open to becoming an Edmonton Oiler if something can be worked out here. So so that's pretty cool, right? If you just look at it that way. Well, one interesting thing in all this, and I want to I want to get to this because... When Elliot Friedman first put this out there, whenever it was last week, I thought to myself, oh, my God, I've heard that before. You know, maybe you haven't heard that before, because here's what happened. The Oilers lost that game to the Winnipeg Jets in triple overtime. I believe it ended at like around midnight mountain time. And Rob Brown and I did our final edition of overtime open line of the season until 2.30 that morning. Of course, final game of the year, a lot of people want to talk, you know, break down what happened, look ahead to next year, what does the team need to do, yada, 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 all that kind of stuff. Uh, so uh, credit to all you people out there. We kept going until 2.30 in the morning, lots of phone calls, lots of feedback. And along the way, I think it was around 2 a.m. So I don't know what listenership we had that we had at that time of night, but... A gentleman called in who identified himself as Adam from Red Deer. And I went back and I edited it down to kind of get to the meat of the phone call. But Adam from Red Deer. This would have been at about 2 a.m. I guess by this point, the calendar would have flipped to May 25th. Here it is. What if um, Duncan Keith wants to move back home, kind of like the... um, um, guy from Calgary did and wants to come to the Oilers. What kind of cap space do we have to do and how beneficial would it be for the right-handed young D-man to play with a good left-handed D-man like Duncan Keith? Yeah, like just what if I say to you guys that he's maybe willing to move all right, so that was Adam from Red Deer. Adam, if you're out there, you should call in and take some credit. Because <laughs> that's something. That that's that's really something. And Adam said over the course of that call that he didn't give away too much, but he's like, I, I have connections to Duncan Keith, and I actually think this is a possibility that he's going to want to be moved to Western Canada. And now it it's happening. This this is a this is a legitimate story. So Adam, who graced us with a phone call at two a.m., uh, knew what he was talking about. So there we go, Adam. I, I, maybe that was the only time Adam ever listened. Maybe that was the only time Adam ever called. Adam, maybe that wasn't even his real name. I don't know. I mean, you can use whatever name you want when you call in. I assume we have some people who obviously don't use their their real names, but there was something to that. At uh, at the time, little, little did I know that a little, that uh, about five weeks, six weeks later, we would be talking about this very story. So here here's what I want to look at, and and I, I here's if you don't mind me asking, of course you can you can call in or or type in text in whatever you want, but I I do kind of want to frame the conversation a little bit as as we dive deeper to this Duncan Keith thing. 
Because to me, there when you talk about acquiring a player in sports or making a move or, or even questioning a coaching decision, whatever you want to talk about, there are always two ways to look at it. So let's look at it this way from Duncan Keith. In, in column A, would you do it? Would you personally put on your GM hat, pretend you're the GM of the Oilers, or settle into your uh, whatever armchair you use when you pretend to be the GM of the Oilers? Would you do it? And what is the price you would pay? So if you're saying, you know, I guess if you're saying no right off the bat, then you don't worry about the price you would pay. If you're saying you would do it, then I want to know what price you would pay. And then to me, the other side of the ledger is, and this is the really important one, as you're sitting there as likely a fan of the Oilers and someone who has probably followed the team very closely for several years and has seen Ken Holland run the team for a couple of years and also knowing his history in Detroit, I also think maybe the more important question is, do you think Ken Holland is going to do it? So I I, I want to talk about column A and some of the parameters that I see that would be a deal that would make sense. But in column B, I think it's a resounding yes that this is exactly the type of of move that Ken Holland would make and is very likely seriously looking into. I mean, sometimes, you know, I could come up with a suggestion, you could come up with a suggestion, yada, 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 but we know deep down the GM probably wouldn't do it or it wouldn't work with that player. I think in this case, this is exactly the type of thing Ken Holland would do because he did it before. And look, Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic had a story a couple of days ago where he had a source, a well-placed source within the Edmonton Oilers. Maybe it was Ken Holland himself. I don't know for sure. But Chris Chelios was referenced in that story, how Detroit went out and got Chris Chelios at around the same point in his life and career that Duncan Keith is at and why he did that. What else do we know about Ken Holland? He doesn't like to rush prospects. He likes to have uh, young players in the minors for a long time, sometimes maybe even longer than might be needed. Further to that, what do we know about Dave Tippett and his coaching staff? And quite frankly, to be fair, most coaches in the NHL what do coaches value? They value experience. They value comfort. They knowing they, they value knowing that they would have, when they put a player in the ice, they know exactly what they're going to get almost all the time. Of course, there's going to be a, you know a few bad games along the way. So if you look at it from that point of view, if you were to ask, I mean, people have been asking me the last few days, do you think do you think Keith is coming here? I went golfing on Sunday. First thing one of my partners asked me, do you think this is going to happen with Keith? If you asked me right now, I would say yes. I I would say if I had to guess and place a bet on this happening, I would say that that yes, in, in the weeks to come, we're going to be doing a show where we're actually talking about this deal happening. Now we can dive into the parameters of the trade. And again, I want to hear from you what you think is appropriate for the Oilers to give up. And, or maybe you would give, maybe you wouldn't give up anything. And we'll talk about salary retention and players who could go the other way and all that kind of stuff. Colton is typing in on the text line, 780-496-0063. He says, we have to get Duncan Keith in an Oilers jersey. I don't care about his age. When we played the Hawks in the play-in round, he was flying around like a 25-year-old guy. He was the best D-man in the series. Uh, thanks, Reed, and I'm not sure about how all the cap stuff works, but I hope Kenny can get him in. 
Greaser says, Keith has the hammer. Go get him. Can't have too many veterans. That's from Greaser. Also got a message here from Barhead Bill. This one is quite touching from Barhead Bill. I might, uh, <laughs> I might tear up. I might tear up reading this message from Barhead Bill. Says, Reed, I just moved back to Edmonton. I forgot how above average your show is. Well, thank you, Barhead Bill, who apparently uh, no longer. Well, maybe he was in maybe he was in Edmonton and then in Barhead and now back in Edmonton. Maybe he was in Edmonton and got banished to someplace, uh, you know, really off the map. You know, kind of middle of nowhere, like somewhere like Saskatchewan, for example. I don't know. And now he's back in Edmonton. Oh no, the Saskatchewan people are going to be mad at me again. That's all right. 780-496-0063. Phone lines are open as well. It would warm my heart to hear from you on this above average edition of Inside Sports. Okay, Blue Jays taking on Baltimore. And it's 2-1 for the Orioles in the bottom of the fourth. NBA Finals start tonight. Remember, it's the NBA Finals with an S, and it's the Stanley Cup Final, which resumes tomorrow here on 6.30, Chet. Uh, Phoenix and Milwaukee going to tip off in game one that one uh, a little under an hour away thanks a lot for tuning in tonight my name is reed wilkins 780-496-0063 is how you can get in touch we'll we'll uh, we're talking about uh, some duncan keith um well proposals i guess got proposals from a couple people here uh what you would give up if you think this is actually going to happen regardless of how you feel about it i think uh if I had to pick yes or no right now, I would pick yes. I think Ken Holland is going to do this. I think he values veteran players. Uh, I think he's willing to uh, take a chance on someone. Who, what's, when's his birthday here? He turns 38 July 16th, so in 10 days, Duncan Keith is going to be 38. The cap hit is significant. It's $5.53 million. I, I know Stauffer and I were talking last night after the hockey game. Is Chicago going to retain half of that? Probably not. Might they retain a little bit? Yeah, maybe, but probably not a ton. Shane writes in, he says, I would do the trade for Caleb Jones, another prospect, Kyle Turris, and a swap of first-round picks. Yeah, that's interesting, Shane. I hadn't, uh, I haven't heard, that's, uh, that's a little more detailed, actually, than a lot of other uh, things I've seen. I, yeah, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Shane. And I, I imagine, well, I'll ask you this, Shane, if, if you're still listening and you're able to text did you mind naming the other prospect you would have in mind or maybe giving me a list? Because I, I would assume we're not talking Evan Bouchard. I, I would assume we're not talking Philip Broberg. Uh, are you talking maybe, uh, are you talking maybe Tyler Benson? Uh, I assume you're not talking Ryan McLeod, Samarukov on the backhand, uh, Lavoie, you know, another guy who might be able to shoot and score a few goals for the Oilers. You know, is this as simple as that it could be Jones and Benson for Keith and maybe salary, uh, a little bit of salary is retained? Could it turn out to be something that simple? Because here's the thing. I, I think from an Oilers point of view, Broberg and Bouchard, at least I would hope, would be non-starters in any discussion. 
that you that you're keeping those two guys. If you're trying to build a blue line, awesome. You know, maybe you could trade Caleb Jones, and maybe, uh, yeah, maybe Tyler Benson. I don't know, but if you're trying to build a blue line, great. You get Keith for a couple of years, but then you don't have Broberg and Bouchard when they're hopefully going to turn into uh, really good players. And I would think from a Chicago, okay, here's, here, and I, I always remind people, I know you're Oilers fans, you want the team to do well. You, when you're pitching a trade, you got to look at it from the other team's point of view because I've had, you know, you know, I've heard a lot of this, well, put, trade James Neal for Duncan Keith. Like if I'm Chicago, no way. No way am I doing that. I, I actually think the Oilers are probably going to buy out James Neal. I think that's a likely scenario for me right now. L. Nate writes in, he says, I can't say I watched enough of Keith last year to know what he's worth or the condition of his game these days, but the fact that the player is asking for the move puts the onus on Chicago to get the deal done, not the other way around. So in that sense, I hope Ken makes a relatively low offer and says that's the deal, take it or leave it. Not overpaying is the key. All that said, he would probably be a perfect stopgap as we wait for Broberg to come and Bouchard to develop more in a bottom pair role. Well, that's pretty well thought out, uh, L. Nate. And, and yeah, you're right. I mean, the Hawks' position here is perhaps somewhat weakened because it is a player with a no-move clause saying, hey, I'm late in my career. I want to live in the West. I mean, you probably read the stories about his son being in, uh, in British Columbia. So, uh, yeah, you hope the Oilers, if they do do this, they don't wind up overpaying. There's another thing that I, when I think about this, age aside, to me, Duncan Keith would be the Oilers' second best left shot defenseman automatically. And I'm assuming Oscar Clefbaum isn't going to be ready to start the season because I don't think he is. I mean, we may not see him until 2022 at the earliest. So from that standpoint, you'd probably get some short-term improvement if Duncan Keith is your second pairing left defenseman after Darnell Nurse. But I get the concern. There is a point in every athlete's career where all of a sudden it's done. And sometimes the end done, it comes quickly. Does it look like Keith is there? Probably not. We'll get some more information on that later on in the show. Uh, but I certainly get those concerns. But that's uh, a good comments there coming in from L. Nate. Perry simply says, get Duncan Keith, get rid of Darnell Nurse. All right. Again, probably unlikely. Ken says, Reed, if the Hawks agree to take Miko Koskinen, I'm willing to throw in Jones to do the deal for Keith. Yeah, see, I think if there's a player with, with a contract you're not in love with, I think it may be more likely Koskinen could go the other way. Uh, I know Mark Spector pitched something about, you know, some retention, and then the Oilers and the Hawks would kind of share the buyout cost on Koskinen, which is pretty interesting. Okay, starting to get a lot of uh, messages coming in here now. Uh, we will get to those. Phone lines are open, 780-496-0063. Duncan Keith, what would you give up? And do you think Ken Holland is going to point up pulling the trigger? Good to have you tuning in tonight. Uh, still 2-1 Orioles leading the Blue Jays in the middle of the fifth NBA Finals, tipping off in about half an hour or so, Milwaukee against Phoenix. And we have game five of the Stanley Cup Final on this station tomorrow night. 
We'll have a face-off show at 5.30. I'll be hosting that. And then the play-by-play will start after 6. And we'll have an addition of overtime open line after the game as well, regardless of the outcome. Lightning up 3-1. There is that uh, Hurricane Elsa in the Tampa area, but it sounds like it will not have any impact on the game being played tomorrow. Uh, Mark says, hey, Reed, talking trades is a fool's errand because I can't remember the last trade fans thought what a steal on the Oilers' behalf. I know there's been a lot of talk of lineups and unrestricted free agents. I actually managed to create a lineup that bolsters the depth scoring on defense, can add Keith Hamilton and Barry while accounting for Nurse's new contract. And yes, it is under the salary cap. That is for Mark, who's been doing some spreadsheet work at home. Well, I'm assuming you're using some sort of a spreadsheet, Mark. Carter says, uh, hey, Reed, I would only offer Caleb Jones for Keith with some cap retention. The Oilers should treat this opportunity as gaining a problem contract and not some kind of strong asset. While Keith has the experience, he's not been at his Stanley Cup con Smythe level for at least four years now. There's a reason Chicago wants to move out the salary and make a run at Hamilton or Seth Jones. And this unnamed texter says actually giving up assets to acquire Keith when the Oilers have all the power to walk away from the deal would be a horrible decision. The trade should look something like Koskinen and Jones for Keith at 50% retained and Dylan Strom or Keith at 50% retained plus a third round third round pick for the Oilers seventh. If the Hawks aren't paying to move Keith's contract, then the Oilers shouldn't want any part of it. Well, you guys are thinking about it. I appreciate that. Uh, sort of some some different views on it there in those three texts I just read. So we will continue with the discussion on the Certainty Hotline. We have former D-man Mark, who was a legendary beer league defenseman in the early 1980s. Mark, how's it going? It's going good, Reed. How are you tonight? I've just created this whole biography for you that is probably false. I should stop doing that. Well, I mean, I was, a, you know, a, what, 144th in the Norris tro- Trophy <laughs> voting right. what, 84 or something like something, that? Something like that, yes. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you How have you been? What's up, Uh You know, the, the Keith uh, thing is, is really intriguing. I mean, since last Friday, it's pretty much anything that most Edmonton fans have been talking about. Um I think we have to take this uh, from the standpoint of we need to realize where Chicago is in terms of their bargaining strength. Now, it's it's alleged, and I, I would say that, you know, it's pretty clear that Duncan Keith is asked to be moved. Uh, otherwise, I don't think they would be doing this. Um, so from that standpoint, it, it can't be much much different than how Edmonton has been treated in the past. We've been told about how, you know, we, we have to be prepared to take less because we're not in a strong bargaining position. Uh, you keep the, uh, the example of, um, oh, good God, my mind's gone. Went to the New York Islanders, Jordan Eberle. Well, yeah, we got a, we got a bag of pucks back for Jordan Everly, and it was like, oh, we have to shed salaries, so you know, you'll get what we give you, sort of a thing. Well, this is a scenario where it's very similar to that, in that Chicago is clearly trying to clear up cap cap space. I mean, maybe they'd they'd like to have Keith stick around longer, but now he's asking to get out because he's got other priorities, and uh, we have to look at it from that standpoint. It's like, well, we're doing you a favor. Of course they're doing us a favor. If we, if, and I'm speaking as an Oilers fan, 
Uh, if we took on uh, Duncan Keith and had him in the fold, he's giving us veteran leadership that we just don't have. I mean, we have leadership on this team. We just don't have any veteran leadership on this team. And we have an editor defenseman of his caliber on this club, besides obviously what Darnell Nurse is turning into uh, since Chris Pronger, really. So um, th- we would be, obviously, we would be winning from that aspect, but they would be winning from the aspect as they are wanting to trim that roster spot or that space off so they can sign a Seth Jones or a Dougie Hamilton. Well, (laughs) you're not going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, no problem. I'm going to give you everything in the kitchen sink because that does you a favor. I I think what Mark Spector pointed out and and listen to the podcast with Spector and and, um, uh, Bob Stauffer today, I thought it was one of their best segments that they've ever done where he brought out the Koskinen issue. And I, I've been musing on how we could get rid of Koskinen's last year of his contract. And he laid it out pretty well. Now, do I think Chicago would do that? No, not necessarily. I mean, if it was in their favor, maybe. But I, we have to start looking at it as we're doing you a favor. We're not here to... We're not, nobody pulls the wool over anybody's eyes on trades anymore. It's not like the 1980s where people would get fleeced on a deal. And you, you'd come out of it and you go, I don't know what, how, how we made that deal. This is the kind of thing where you can, you can go across and you can say to the other general manager, look, we know your situation. We know what you're, you're trying to do. Uh, we're trying to obviously bolster our lineup. We're prepared to give you a decent prospect. I mean, Caleb Jones, which is the, the, the gentleman that's been rumored this whole time, I yep. think would be an excellent prospect. And the reality of it is we're coming into an expansion. Who are we protecting? Who is the Oiler, who are the Oilers protecting on D? I think they're going with the 731 method myself. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're going with 3, it's got to be Nurse. Yep. Nurse would be number 1, uh assuming Larson gets signed, he's number 2. So who's number three? Well, at this point, it's it's either because of who's under currently under contract besides Larson. It's got to be either Bear or it's got to be Jones. Well, obviously, in a scenario like that, you can only you, you got you would have four people currently. We have three people under contract. Well, assuming Larson gets signed, one of those two guys that's safe to assume would probably go in expansion. So you, you can't sit there and give up more than one asset and then and then come around and you go, well, who are we going to protect? If you're giving away more than one asset, you'd have to protect Keith. So then you're going to lose another asset. I mean, it makes sense. And I've kind of gone a little off the rails on that. But I think some of the suggestions that some of the listeners are, are saying are, I think, you know, quite uh, – valid and once yeah, where so you're I- sitting there and saying oh here you're going to take neil off your hands and we're going to take this guy off your hands that's absurd because anybody anybody would look at that face value and go yeah i, I think I'm, I'm doing the oilers a favor and i'm not getting anything in return why would they make that kind of a deal what the oilers have to realize is the position that chicago's in we're in a position of a buying position in this case it's a buyer's market not necessarily a seller's market because okay, you so- said let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Would you would you do Jones and Benson and the Hawks retain say a million? No. No, it's 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 not a, you, you, it's you'd not only a, do one you'd only do one player. You'd only do one player. I would one only player. do one player unless we were going to start 
fiddling around with it in terms of, uh, you know, oh, here, we'll give you this player here as well, and then, you know, we'll retain X amount of dollars of his salary. You start getting into that stuff. I mean, that's where this, this stuff gets completely fascinating. But the thing about it is they've talked about four Western teams, one of which is Seattle. One is here, one is Vancouver, one is Calgary. And as has already been aptly pointed out, <laughs> the guy who has the hammer on this is Keith himself. Absolutely. Well, Calgary, <laughs> is in no, Calgary is in no better position to uh, be um, successful than really Chicago, maybe slightly better. Vancouver is not much better. The only two teams in the, in the hunt are, 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 um, are Seattle and the Oilers. I think those are the... Okay, but let me, let me ask you this, just to circle back to my point about... Okay, here's, here's why I brought up Jones and Benson and why I want people to consider this. And somebody wrote in and said, no way, not two young players for a 38-year-old defenseman. I totally get that point. But there's, there's going to have to be some give and take on both sides. So if Holland's... If, if the Hawks' line in the sand is, we're not going to retain very much money. Or, or none, okay? And the Oilers' line in the sand is, there's no way in heck you're getting Broberg or Bouchard, then maybe the compromise is it's two younger players instead of just one. That's that's no. why I'm throwing Benson or somebody else's name in there. Well, and I'd throw Turris in there. <laughs> if you're going to throw a second player in here, I'd throw his poison bill of a contract in there right at the moment. Well, and he doesn't make that. He doesn't make that much, though. That's the only advantage with his contract. I mean, it's not like he doesn't make any. What does he make? A fifth of what Neil makes? You know. I think yeah. I think is he one point five? One He's uh, he's one point six. He's one point six five. One point six five. Okay, that's what he is. But no, I I think it's interesting. I I it's the biggest hurdle i think in this thing besides you know obviously those negotiating things is is the expansion who are the oilers going to protect who are they going to let it uh, you know who are they going to leave exposed and i mean clearly at this point cleft bomb is going to be left exposed and i don't think he's going to get picked up because of his health issue yeah, i don't think he will either uh it, it, so you're looking at it and, and you look at the roster of who they currently have signed and again i'm, I'm going under the assumption that larson will get uh, signed before that time well basically they've got four defensemen and uh, you know it'll be one of either bear or jones are you know going to be left open and i think it's safe to assume that if either one of those gentlemen are left open that's probably who they're going to take off the roster because as far as the forward core goes i mean it's not hard to protect four or to protect seven uh forward skaters I mean, and it, this almost sounds insulting, but when you get down to that seventh skater, you're like, yeah, you know, we'll pick this guy over this guy because we're not that deep in terms of in terms of that. But in terms of our defensemen, we are a lot more. But, you know, I, I, we'll have to talk about this another time, Reid. I just appreciate your, your taking my uh, call tonight, and, and I'm really impressed with some of the, uh, some of the textures. Oh, and the texture that said... Uh, or trolled probably that said, uh, "Yeah, let's get Keith and uh, send Darnell Nurse down the road." Please give your head a shake. Stop texting those texts. <laughs> All right, thank you, former D man Mark. Uh, always good to have him uh, on the show. Uh, I don't know who this is. He wrote back. Uh, says again, Reed. Why are you promoting giving up assets for Keith? There are better options on the free a- free agent markets that you can have for free. Uh, okay, well here here's here's why I'm talking about actually trading something for Keith is because. Again, like Mark said, this is one of the teams he would come to. 
He says, you know, he wants to come to Western Canada or Seattle. That's four teams. And Calgary and Vancouver don't seem like they're as viable options at the point. So, I mean, look, to that texture, if there's a deal to be made, you, you, like, you got to cooperate to, to some extent. And on the free agent market, there's no guarantee you're getting the free agents you're going to go after. So, I, I, I guess... I, well, I, I guess you're one of those people that you're just saying just walk away, don't even don't even look into it. That's fine. That, I mean, I, I I get that. That that that's fine. Um, but yeah, you're gonna have to give up something like Caleb Jones. I'm saying avoid giving up one of your A-list prospects. Uh, Don says, Hey Reed, I would try to make a deal for Keith. Perhaps a Neil or Jones might work. I do have a concern. I don't think Dave Tippett is a Bouchard fan and hopefully that's not the person on the block. I do not think Evan Bouchard would be involved in this deal. I, I don't think I, I, I can't see the Oilers thinking that that's a, a good idea in, in any way. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We also got another another text here from somebody who says, "Did you ever name the goat?" Kellen, let's remind people what goat we're talking about. <laughs> that is so. That's the inside sports goat. I can't hold it together when I hear that goat making that noise. Uh, yeah, we had that goat on name the animal, which we're going to do later on tonight, mm-hmm. and. Then we just now that goat is the official animal of inside sports. And one night we were trying to name the goat and we didn't come up with a very good name. So, no, the goat has not been named. We will continue working on that. There's no deadline. There's, uh, there's no deadline. Like, it's like Gary Bettman with the Olympics yesterday. There's no drop dead date for the participation in the Olympics, even though they're already far past the drop dead date didn't he say something like that 647 if you want to chime in as mark did it's 780-496-0063 that's also the number to text we're back in a couple of minutes tuning in tonight an actual two-hour show this is fun we will have hockey tomorrow i'll join you before and after the game 5 30 for the stanley cup final face-off show then we will have the lightning trying to win it on home ice against the montreal canadians and then we'll have uh, overtime open line stanley cup final edition after the game we shall see what happens i think Carey price is going to steal one i think we're going back to montreal for game six on friday i have no predictions Beyond that, one is enough. One is enough. Roadhammer, who is our heavyweight champion in the Sylvan Lake Alliance of Wrestling, the SLAW. Roadhammer, you've been a great champion. I hope there are many more amazing years ahead of you. He says that goat sounded like it was in the middle of getting neutered. (laughs) Now, Roadhammer, how do you know what that sounds like? (laughs) and greg from westlock a couple minutes before roadhammer wrote in uh he says since the official goat of inside sports sounds like a neutered goat is that an indication of the host then he writes have a great evening (laughs) 
Gotta love Greg from Westlock. Makes a reference to uh, me having no testicles and then signs off with a, have a great evening. <laughs> All right. No, we have, uh, we have not named the goat. Apparently, uh, yeah, I don't know, we'll just leave it there for now. <laughs> well, Roadhammer says, uh, Roadhammer has said he has neutered a couple of goats in his lifetime. Uh, Rob says, not if the hurricane has anything to say about the game going on. Yeah, it sounds like uh, everything I've saw, seen Rob has said there, there will be a game tomorrow. I, I think, actually, I was in touch with Dave Randorf, who used to call games here in Canada, and now is the lightning play-by-play guy. Uh, I, I think he says, uh, I think he says that the, the overnight it's supposed to be pretty crazy, but better by game time tomorrow. I saw, I saw Greg Wyshynski on ESPN.com wrote a piece today where he said that there's pretty much no chance that that, that game would be postponed after talking to some NHL. So, I mean, I hope it isn't. I obviously I hope that they're, they're able to play and everybody's as safe as possible. 780-496-0063. We have Cam on the line. Hey, Cam, go ahead. Yeah, the difference between Duck and Keith and Tyson Berry, can I know I don't know maybe he's priced some of his, himself out of here now, but what do you think the difference? Should we keep one or the other? Like I prefer Tyson Berry. Well, Barry's a much better power play player, obviously. He's a much better offensive player. I, I would think even at this stage in his career, Keith is a better defensive player. He's certainly more experienced, and I think he gives the Oilers an element of uh you know, a little bit of gamesmanship. I mean, look, we know Duncan Keith. He can hit. He can play a little cheeky, right? He's he's not afraid yeah. to to mix it up and intimidate a little bit and and bend the rules. I think that's but something I mean, the Oilers don't have. But also, too, it's about a two million dollar difference. You think? I think he'll be asking for maybe for maybe six. Oh, Barry's probably going to be asking for six. Yeah. And I think Barry wants a long term deal, and I'm not sure the Oilers are going to give him five or six years. Yeah. So who do you think, if they have to keep one, who would they keep, you think? Well, here's the thing. I, they may have neither, right? Because if they can't trade for Keith, then that doesn't happen. And if Barry decides to explore free agency and Seattle offers him six years, $7 million a year, yeah. then he's then he's gone. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, like Keith is an Oilers property, so they're not really choosing between one or the other. Which, if you're asking me who who I think the Oilers would prefer having on the team, yeah, that's a good question. For a couple of years, it might be Keith. I mean, if you said, who would you want to have on the team for the next two years? Ken Holland might say Duncan Keith. Who would you say? Yeah, because now I heard he wants to maybe come to some kind of Alberta team. I'm not sure, but... Uh... And the price, like, what's the price? I think four mil for Duncan, I think. Well, his cap hit is 5.35. Chicago might retain a little bit of that, but probably not half or anything, right? All right. Sorry, Cam. We got to go to the news. I appreciate the call, though. 780-496-0063. Good discussion on this uh, topic that's still a bit of a what-if here. If Duncan Keith is going to come to the Oilers, what, if anything, should the Oilers give up? We have more time for... The feedback, uh, Colton, uh, we might have something here, Kellen. Colton says, you guys should name the goat Cheddar for 630 Chet, plus you can make goat cheese. All right, let's just do Cheddar. Sure. Colton named, Colton named a calf after me. 
So we're going to name, Colton's also going to name the inside sports goat Cheddar. There we go. It's kind Top of a cheesy Cheddar. name, but hey, yeah, we'll go Top with Cheddar it. reference to hockey as well. There we go. The goat's name is Cheddar. Thank you, Colton. Another canned ham coming your way. Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.